Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jess Goulding, and this is season two of my podcast, Ready, Get Centered, Go. I'm shaking it up a bit this time with my first ever podcast interview. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so you're sure to hear all of my upcoming teachings on yoga philosophy and how to center them in your life today. If you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review or send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. I'm here with Erin of Organized for Good and Angela of Buffalo Rome, and we are talking about this KonMari and yoga workshop that we've created together called Making Space. Uh, as you listen, you're going to eventually get some little ideas that I love because I got to hear Aaron speak at an event in May and uh, our two events blended so beautifully. I said, oh my gosh, that is the yoga of space. And I teach yoga. I talk about yoga. And then Angela is the woman who put us together and drew these parallel lines between the two events. Mm. So as we go through this conversation, my hope for you is that you will come away understanding what this workshop is, of course, but I also want you to know some of the things that I've learned that was a mindset shift. Erin, tell us a little bit about how you came to the KonMari method. Like, what is that? Sure. Well, a little bit of how I came to it is, is kind of an interesting story, but I was having a quarter-life crisis. This is about five years ago, and um, in kind of a career transition, I wasn't satisfied, knew I wanted to do something different, and around that time, I found The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Oh, the book. Read it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I read it in a couple of days. It was super easy read. Her language is beautiful. Um, It's translated from Japanese, but it's just a, her tone is lovely, and it's all about um, surrounding yourself with joy. So it's, it's making space, but it's also being very intentional about what you surround yourself with and taking the time to really um, edit your life and, and not have unnecessary stuff around. So I found the book really moving and I put it into practice within a week or two. Um, I was already a pretty organized person, so that wasn't really my goal. It was more for me, um, the process to really gain clarity on my life path and figure out what was truly important to me, what I wanted to do with my life. So um, I inventoried everything that I owned. Oh and my I gosh. eliminated a lot. And the end result yeah. was a beautifully tidied home. Mm-hmm. And I realized this is really deep work. This is yeah. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I had helped others organize all through my life. I was the roommate that everybody turned to when they needed to tidy up their space. (laughs) Yep. Um, We need one of those. (laughs) Yes. Everybody (laughs) needs somebody like that in their life. Um, so I had always kind of been that. And, um, when Marie Kondo decided to launch a certification program outside of Japan, I attended the very first one. It was in New York city and, um, I found my tribe there. I really did. 
And then once I started just my training and working with clients and helping them kind of let go of what they've been holding on to for a long time, it just felt like they were releasing mm. this stuckness. This is what I want to get to. Yeah. This is what I want to get it to. It was so yeah. huge. It was really deep work. And it wasn't just about making your space look pretty. It wasn't just about having an Instagram-worthy closet. It was about the intentionality of it. Yeah. So I loved and, it. And is this why, Angela, can you talk this. why why you saw what Aaron does and what I do as something that would come together? Because Angela mm-hmm. is the one that presented us together at an event for this law firm and she even sent me the through line. I want you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so the idea for me really came um, around the idea of curating a life that sparks joy. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that can mean different things for different people. To me, yoga and the Kanmari method are the same thing. It's both work to, like Aaron said, edit your life and be thoughtful and intentional about the things that you surround yourself with, the way you spend your time, the people mm-hmm. you surround, you know, that you bring into your life. Yeah. When we are intentional and thoughtful about what we're doing, what we have, who we're with, what we're saying yes and no to, our lives become fuller and richer and we live from a place of abundance Mm -hmm. and not this feeling of either I'm missing out on something or I'm feeling suffocated or I don't have enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're, you're speaking right to discernment, mm -hmm. you know, which is such a big part of yoga practice. Self-study is going, what, what do I keep? What do I let go of? And Angela is the one that said it's a parigraha. Yeah. And Aaron is a yoga teacher as well, trained. And so um, can you talk a little bit about how a parigraha, like how you see that coming into play? Yeah. Parigraha is, you know, non-clinging. Mm-hmm. And I've just yeah. started, again, teaching the yamas in my class. So I'm excited to get to that. Yeah. But tell me your sense of a parigraha in this regard. 100%. So um, my yoga teacher training involves some Buddhist philosophy as well. And so in learning the Buddha's um, idea that all suffering comes from attachment Mm -hmm. or from resistance, that really struck a chord with me. And it's this like clinging, it's this grasping, it's uh, more and more and more, you know, not enough, that kind of scarcity a mindset. Fear. Yeah, There's it's a, a fear based mindset. Mm-hmm. And our culture is so um, just consumer based. It's, it's, it dri- is driven, our economy and our lifestyles are driven by consumption and consumer patterns. And all it takes is awareness to help to dissolve a lot of that, you know... Attachment. Cl- yeah, yeah, yeah. The attachment. It's just bringing awareness once you realize, to... Once you realize, oh my gosh, I'm attached to this stuff. Right. But it's actually not serving me. Yes. It's, I don't need this. Right. And, you know, what, what, when I've put into practice some of the things that you explained, I, now I see my house more energetically. And so if there's, you know, books on a shelf that haven't been read, moved, Mm -hmm. or done anything with, it starts to look like the energy there is stagnant. stagnant. 
That is the word. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we do in our bodies with asana, yes. pranayama, yes. Yes. and breath. You is move it. We got to move the energy through so it doesn't become stagnant. Right. Disease builds up mm-hmm. in stagnation. Right. And so then if we have too much stuff, there is a dis-ease. It would be chakra one. Mm-hmm. It would be, do you have enough? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, the hoarding mentality, and I'm not saying most of us are hoarders, but we all have things that we might, it might be energetically holding us down that we didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when we really say, pause, do I need this? Often the answer is no. When we look around and see the abundance that we already have, Mm -hmm. we have more than we need. And so the KonMari method really invites this pause this okay what do i currently have what am i really using and loving and and what is this doing how is this serving me so it's really asking what is the purpose of each item each article that you bring into your home and is it serving that intended purpose there are a lot of items that serve a purpose for a time but either we outgrow it or our needs change. I mean, we're constantly in, in transition from life circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. And so our needs are constantly changing. And the whole purpose of our belongings is to support our lifestyle. So the KonMari method begins with a vision. And I love that this oh, parallel yeah. with the intention in a yoga class. What is your intention? What brings you to your mat today? Mm-hmm. And what brings you to to decide to tidy up your home. Well, often it's, I'm just sick of the clutter. I don't want, I don't want to look at it anymore. It stresses me out. Well, it, it can damage relationships. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes. it makes one feel stressed when it's okay. That's, it's almost easy to say, well, let's at least establish your home as a place you like to reside. Yeah. Yes. You want it to be a sanctuary. And one yeah. thing that I really like about the Kanmari method and that I've learned even more uh, just being with Erin and talking with her about it is that it's not about minimalism right. and it's not really even about getting rid of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's about taking inventory and being thoughtful. And if you want to keep 10 pairs of yoga pants because they mean something to you or you wear them all, mm-hmm. that's great. That's that's what you do. Yeah, more power to if you. If you want to keep the the bookshelf of books, that's what you do. It's mm-hmm. it's not about getting it's not necessarily about just getting rid of things right. and living a super minimalist life. Mm-hmm. Um it's about just being sure that the things you do have you like right. and you use. Right. And that you're not keeping things for some reason that you haven't addressed, which is sort of the yoga part of it, that's where I see that these are, they're the, it's the same it's the thing. Same. Mm-hmm. Yoga is a way of life. The Kanmari method becomes a way of life. It becomes a way of looking at everything you do as you mindset. move through the world, as you mm-hmm. move through your day. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes. One thing that I'm definitely going to talk about in the workshop is the Ama and Agni. So the ama in your body, that toxicity is, it's stagnation. It's stuff that's the sticky, gooey extra. So if you 
overeat, for example, well, then there's likely going to be some undigested material. Or if you see things that are distressing and you can't really digest it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then there is that stickiness and it needs a path out. Mm-hmm. And if it sparks joy, then you, you get to keep it. it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then it moves on. And you thank it for its service, for whatever it gave to you. If it's a shirt that you wore out, it's missing buttons, it's got, you know, threadbare, whatever, thank you shirt. When my husband and I first got together, not husband and wife yet, but he had this shirt and it was it had holes all through it and he loved to sleep <laughs> in it, but it was it was as soft as a Kleenex. It needed to go in the trash, but um, because like he could put it on and his head might go through a different hole. We called it comfy shirt. I mean, it was oh right. Really, I'm not kidding. It was that. I love it. It was that, and he was ready to get rid of it, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? I just want to keep it in the corner of my drawer because it was like this time we were getting yeah. to know each other. I now I know you have comfy shirt, and it's really this yeah this funny thing, but. Eventually, I was like, "Now I don't need comfy shirt. I got the ring. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, got the, the kids. Yeah. Got the man. Comfy <laughs> well, shirt. That's, yeah. That's what's so cool about the Kanmari method is that you. It's a. It's a process that you can go through time and time again. And what you may keep at one point in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the next point, you you decide to think about that item. You have permission to let it go. Right. So you have permission to keep it mm-hmm. at some point and then you have permission to let it go. So what are what are some of the things that um like an example of the mindset shift mm-hmm. or uh any of the tools okay, so for example, here's one of my favorite things that I still employ. And it was just this little idea that, okay, if you're trying to organize time if you can do it in a minute or less, just do it now. Yes. That's a game changer. That a good yeah. One. Because I let things pile up to this like chunk of time where, okay, then I'll just get all that done. Mm-hmm. But does it take a minute or less? I yeah. can do it now. You can put it into place at any time. Yeah. Right away after the KonMari method, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be effective and work for you. Totally. Because it just helps you think about like, what are you putting off and... And like, how are you creating a story in your mind that makes something bigger than it is? That's actually a tool that I use when I first start working with a client. We're working on their vision for their ideal life and their ideal space. I ask them, how do you want to feel when you walk in the door? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning and you walk into your living space? What do you want to see? You know, a lot of times it's, clear counters and Mm -hmm. empty sinks and you know a home for everything that's huge just knowing where your things are so you're not having to search for things or end up buying duplicates of things that you already own because you don't know where something is or you're not sure if you have something so and so all that sounds to me like chitta vritti the the Mm. fluctuations of the mind the mind clutter Mm -hmm. that frustrates us and if it's in our environment too how can we how can we even get to a peaceful place in the mind? I mean, Iyengar even writes in, in Light on Yoga that your yoga space needs to be clean and tidy and things should be put away. So it's acknowledging that the environment that you're in affects yes. that ability to be in Narodaha, in, in, in keeping your attention in one direction, in yoga, Awareness. right? In yoga, yes. in, yeah, in all okay. the time. 
I had a client even just today who doesn't have space in her um, schedule, her day-to-day life. And so I, I have a lot of these clients and they say, I would love to do a daily practice, but I don't have time. And so we do spend some time looking at their daily life as to, okay, where can we open up some space? Where do you have space that you didn't realize? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites is uh, coffee brewing yoga. I and love that. Yeah, yes. I mean, yoga does your practice doesn't need to be 10, 20, 30 minutes an hour because yoga is the ability to put your attention in one direction mm-hmm. for a sustained amount of time. So in those three minutes while the coffee is brewing, you have time to do a minute of breathing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It goes with that minute rule, right? Yep, a minute it. of breathing, a minute of moving, mm-hmm. and a minute of sitting. Nice. Perfect. Of, in wonderful. meditation, mm-hmm. inhaling with one image, exhaling and releasing. So it's like going and finding that space. And so this mind shift of finding space isn't just in the tangible world. It's in my mental, spiritual, and emotional world as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been fun for me to see as the yoga practice Mm -hmm. is how to make space in my body to feel better and then in my life to have more of the yogas yes right yeah i love that it's really an investment of your time because i think you get it back in the the benefits and the clarity that you feel after deep breathing and movement Mm -hmm. and in the KonMari method, like the investment of time after completing this marathon, you're going to save it on the back end because you're not going to be searching for things. You're going to know what you have. Yeah, 100%. I love coffee brewing yoga. Yeah. Start to do I'm that. Start that in the morning. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Anyone can yeah. do that. Or tea, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so making space for me points to that ability to make space. Um, and for me, it's rest. Mm-hmm. I have to, I will put in my calendar, sit in the hammock. I nice. will put in my, cause otherwise I will do, or in my past I have done to burn out. Mm-hmm. And so overcoming that was making space and blocking it off and making it sacred. Mm-hmm. So that I don't, yeah. 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 Which points to my values. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would say that what are we making space for? I think we're making space to live closer to our ideal life, live more closely to in alignment with our values. So I'd invite anyone to sit down and really consider what they value in their lives and, and evaluate how, how they're doing currently and how they might, if they had more space, <laughs> more time, mm-hmm. yeah. more freedom, mm-hmm. then they might choose to live a little bit differently. So, And what I love is that you actually get to find out that it's possible. Yeah. It's not wishful thinking. There is a method. I'm a method girl all the way. I love methods. I love outlines Mm -hmm. and that's why it speaks Mm -hmm. to me so well. Give you the steps. It gives me the steps (laughs) for my values. That is what's so beautiful about yoga and the Kanmari method combined is that yoga can feel like this somewhat unattainable idea sometimes for people. Um, I know when I first started doing yoga um it, it, they're all there are the teachings and the yamas and the sutras and it can it can feel like this unattainable overwhelming uh, yeah. um endeavor and then you take something like the kanmari method that is a process there are steps it's a structure it's a framework and so you marry those two things yoga and the kanmari method 
and you have a very attainable goal, result, Mm -hmm. outcome. You have something you can see like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually, I can, there are things I can do mm-hmm. that help me get and it gets easier with practice where, yeah, just like go. on your map there you it's go the more practice. you do it it's the mindset yeah Jeff. yeah well it's been super fun sitting in the closet it has been fun yes let's do it again next week i know <laughs> i know um again this event is september 8th, 8th right down yeah. here in the circle c community center um we will link to it in the show notes so that you can go get that Ebright or uh, Eventbrite, and um, we hope to see you there. We hope to see you there. It's going to be a great time. And also in the show notes, we'll include a PDF with some great ideas to get started in making space before you even show up at the workshop. Does that sound good? We'll put our heads together. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ready, Get Centered, Go. We can easily keep in touch through my website, jessgyoga.com, or my Facebook page, or my Instagram. You can subscribe to this podcast on any platform where you hear podcasts. I'd love for you to leave a review. Many thanks to Abby Robbins for our theme music. Until next time, this is Jess Goulding, keeping you centered.